What's up, everybody? It's me, Scott. And me, Adam. And we have a special guest star today. Who is it? Me! Me who? Benjamin Resnick. It's Ben. It's the third generation. Yeah. Hey, I know we've been gone a long time, right? But... It's us. We're here. Tell a friend. We're back. Cue the intro. If you're older, what would it be like to see the world today through your 15-year-old lens? And if you're younger, what would it be like to see the world through your dad's eyes? This is Conversations Across Generations. How do different generations see current events, new technology, and trends? This show will show different views from differing perspectives and shed some light into the mind of how these things affect each age group. One of the most unique podcasts on the internet. Conversations Across Generations. And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Adam Resnick. I still love that. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Yes. Don't you? Cool. Yes, it is. You think it's cool, Ben? It's pretty cool. But, you know, he, here's the problem. It's been such a long time since we had an episode. Something changed in there, right? It's no longer your 15-year-old's oh, mind. yeah, you're right. So now you're 16 years old. Yeah. So I, I guess mean. we, we got to work on fixing that. Yeah, call that guy up. <laughs> Let, let's introduce Ben. So... Ben, make sure you're close to the microphone. So, how old are you, Ben? I am nine years old. Nine years old. And by far, I think, one of the coolest Resnicks around. So, And he's dabbing. I know we don't have cameras, <laughs> but that's what he's doing. So, it's been a while. Uh, he's one of the coolest. I think uh, the reality is we had uh, a lot going on. We kind of lost track, but it was definitely something we wanted to get back to. So, I'm pretty psyched that we're back into it. Are you excited? Yeah. I'm excited. I like them. You like doing I, yeah. podcasts? I like them. Yeah? They're fun. Yeah? Yeah. I know we're going to work on one for you, right? We're going to work on a uh, on a cubing podcast. Ooh, cubing. I like that. Yeah? Like cubing them. for those that may come by our podcast and don't know what that is. That's Rubik's Cubing. It's Yes. He, it, he's a, he he's collects them. How, how many Rubik's Cubes do you have? Something like in the 30s, I think. 30s and he's obsessed with them he can solve them you can, can mix them up in the 30s seconds that is yeah, yeah like three by three i can solve like 30 seconds two by two like 10 well don't give it all away we're going to save that for a specific podcast we're going to create for you but i think today so i've been trying to think you know there's been so much to talk about so why don't we kind of recap adam what what went on since i think february you uh you finished the the COVID first year of school. Yeah. Right. So what was that like? You were back to school pretty much full time. five days a week. Yeah. Full time from like February. From February on. Yeah. So what was that like? What was it like finishing that year? Um, finished out strong. It felt like a normal year again. Um, of course we had masks and, you know, we had to do work online, but you know, saw my friends again. So that was epic. Um, what about music? Obviously, music is your thing. So what was uh, performing music like in, in the time of COVID schooling? Um, it was good. Uh, jazz band, we got to perform our, our big thing 
wind ensemble and concert band we both we we did virtual things videos but over the summer we put on the play so that was cool and what about metropolitan youth orchestra i can't even remember uh we didn't really do anything we didn't like videos oh okay so but this lame. year you've got your first yeah, big performance fine. where are you performing next weekend Stony Brook? yeah What's like the Stoller Center, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And for those of you that don't know, that's Stony Brook University uh, College's um, Performance Center. It's pretty pretty cool. Looking forward to uh, having having to see you live for the first time in a long time in a big site like that. So that should be cool. So, Ben, tell us, what grade were you in last year? Last year I was in third grade. Now I'm in fourth Oh, that's good. You're following the uh, the progress then. That's good. So what was it like for you? Let's hear from a younger elementary school kid. What was it like going to school during, and I, I know it's still COVID, so don't, you know, I'm not uh, denying COVID still here and everything else. I'm just more or less uh, speaking about this year's fairly normal with everything other than mass. But what was it like last year for you? What was well, it like? In the beginning of the year, it was like, we had two days that we went into school, and the like other three we were online, and I liked that more because I got to spend time with my family, and like I, I got more time to do my work kind of, and towards like I guess the middle of the year we started going to school every day except for Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday we still stayed home, and then towards the end of the year we. Or, like, I guess the end, we went to school at for um, five days a week. And we could take our mask off outside, which is, like, we everyone liked that. Yeah? Yeah. And is that pretty much the way it is now this year? Yeah. Now we could take our mask off outside. and Although, except now there's no, like, plexiglass and, like... Oh, the shield. Oh, I hated yeah. that. Me too. What was that like? I mean... We couldn't see. Couldn't see the board. It was, like, dirty. We couldn't see anything. Ew. I can only imagine. And, like, in art class, like, people were, like, drawing on it. <laughs> so, needless to say, it, was, uh, it, it wasn't uh, very good. But what about this year? So, Adam, what's it like? You're a sophomore now. It's coming to no, the I'm end. Uh, I'm sorry. You're a junior. Shame on me not knowing my, uh, my years of, of <laughs> high school and the corresponding names. So... You're a junior, so you're almost at the end of the road. Do you feel like you're getting your, you know, chance to experience high school back? Uh, sort of, I guess, yeah. Do you feel, is there anything you feel like you're missing out on that you've heard about that you feel like you couldn't experience, or do you feel pretty pretty normal and regular? Um, I think I'm experiencing everything I wanted to. It was mainly, you know music that I wanted to, that I really cared about with high school, and I'm, you know, I've moved up the ranks, um, the best. The best of what? The best of the best. The best of the best, so you're the first chair clarinetist for anybody that may decide to listen. I, I don't really know who's listening, but, uh, I think one of my friends down in Florida, Jason, will be happy that we're back, and he'll be texting me once he sees we're up, so shout out to Jason. Hello there, Jason. Hello. But uh, in all seriousness, um, you know, uh, you feel like you're getting that experience back. I know one of the big things for you is in a month from today, I think, right? You'll be in Rochester, New York. Yeah. 
performing uh, as a uh, principal performer with the New York State Music Association, the NISMA All Honors All State Band, right? Yep. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, that is. So, and Ben, what's it like this year for you? Do you feel like it's a pretty normal year? You're experiencing everything you should? Yeah, um, I'm actually really happy this year because now I can go to band and I started playing, now we started playing instruments and that I really like. Excellent. Cool. So that, that's kind of the recap. What was summer? Did we have a good summer? Uh, yeah. Like, you know, first month was to play for me and then I got to hang out with the family. Yep. We went on some vacations, went to our timeshare, enjoyed, uh, some time away. That was good. It's fairly normal, I think, right? Vacationing? Yeah. Right? Ben, you think so? Yeah. We went to some amusement parks. That was interesting, right? Going to an amusement park, seeing everybody wearing masks and in the beginning and, like, kind of weirded out online with people. Yeah. I I don't know. This whole thing is still a little weird to me. But we are fully vaccinated. Other than Ben, and hopefully Ben will be able to get vaccinated soon. I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah, I think the... uh, Yeah, they just approved it for you. Just approved it, so we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, it's it's very different from when we started our podcast uh, the end of last year to where we are today. So that's a a good thing. So I thought it would be kind of cool to talk about, because you and I have been having a lot of discussions lately, Adam, on... Like advice I've given you that you've chosen not to take that you feel like you were making the better decisions and and you're shaking your head, but I don't want to get into wow. the specifics. What um, I want to understand from you, and this is that conversations across generations. So when your mom or your dad or, or anybody comes to you and, and says to you, here's my thought on you on a situation. What does that do? What does that do for you as a, a different generation, as a teenager, as somebody who feels like uh, today is the moment and, and like you say, future Adam can handle all the other the other issues? What 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 is it that goes through your mind when I say, Hey Adam, here's here's my thoughts on something? And um, it, I'm not trying to get into specifics and family dynamics and everything. I'm trying to understand the mind of a teenager and the frustration that an adult has when you know you're trying to say something that's the right thing. It's not the right thing. You, to to be quite frankly, you don't know. You don't know what you're talking about half the time. I don't want to get into specifics. Don't attack me here. I want to know. You. I want to know why know a teenager. The time. Why a teenager will insist that they know better than an adult who's lived up, through it. I'll bring up an example. So he didn't want me taking full AP honors this year. He thought it would be horrible for me. And you know there were times where it was difficult. Yes. Wait a minute. You're one quarter in. Let's slow down. Slow your and roll. The first quarter is over, and my this is probably one of my best quarters of all of high school. Okay, but the two AP classes, not getting in particulars, AP Chem and AP Precalc. Pretty difficult, right? Maybe yes. some of the if you want to go specifically some of the lower grades in in that particular class that you've gotten uh, across your many years of school, right? You're in the 80s in those classes, perfectly fine. 
but wouldn't you wouldn't you say that in particular in one of those classes we've had conversations about you know you've admitted you probably didn't need to take that class and you're probably not going to go any further after this year with it well i've been thinking about it i won't have this teacher and i think the problem is the teacher oh let's not let's not do that no if uh, i don't think she's listening but i mean she is the problem well, let, let's let's try and stay above the bar, right? Let's not get into specifics. But the reality is that, you know, just in general, sometimes a parent may give advice to their teenage child and pull yourself out of the moment, right? Because maybe there's some other teenagers that may be listening to this. There's been plenty of times where I've tried to talk you into something or out of something, and later on you'll say, yeah, I should have listened. So what is it in the moment that you don't say, well, there's examples where I've been maybe wrong before or maybe right before and, and you know, maybe I should look That's... at a different perspective. Like, what is it in the mind of a teenager that pushes back so much from really anything that an adult may say? Well, uh, you know, the thing is, I know what's good for me. At the end, in the end of the day, I know myself better than anyone else does, better than you do, and I make these decisions based on what I th what I think I can handle, based on what I think I can do. But again, let's go deeper. Let's go beyond you and this particular situation. Think of friends. I mean, why do you think teenagers, why do you think kids in particular have such a hard time listening to advice of somebody older that's lived through things. Well, when kids, especially kids, get something in their head, they want to do it. They don't want to, you know, take no for an answer from another person, another person telling them not to do it. But when you're, so when you're in that situation, do you ever, like, are you so, do, do you think you and your generation are so caught up in the moment of, I'm being told something different than what I want, so I can't look at the situation objectively and hear what they're saying and, and kind of like visualize it out? Do you think it's more of a tug of war, a power struggle between, you know, the adult and the, and the, the adolescent, the child, the teenager, whatever? I think it is, uh, to a sense, a power struggle. You know, teenagers want to be independent. They want to make their own decisions. They want to think for themselves. They don't want to, you know, be a mime to their parents or whoever. They want to make their own decisions. They want to you know, do their own thing. So do you think that a parent has an easier time saying, yeah, you, you ended up making a good choice there, or do you think the teenager has the harder time? Like, would you find it harder? Because you, you've come to me and said, I wish I would have listened to that, or yeah, I made a mistake then, but you, you know, what do you think is harder? you think it's harder for the adult to be wrong or for the child to be wrong? The child. Kids don't want to admit when they're in the wrong. Why Why do you think that is? Is it like uh, I've been defeated kind of thing? Is it? Yes. They don't want to accept defeat. They don't want to give in. And that's it. I mean, and, and Ben, you're in a different situation because you're younger. So pretty much if I tell you something, you kind of do it. You might put up a fight. But, you know, when when I tell you or when an adult tells you something, do you feel like... 
you're being challenged or do you feel like you just you know it is what it is in the moment i feel like like um so like if you tell me something like it like if you tell me like feed the dogs then i feel like i don't really want to but i mean i'll do it so you're just being a good kid at that point do you feel, though, that you have as a child, and, and again, it doesn't, it's not just me and you, but just with anybody, with a teacher, with anybody, do you feel comfortable sharing your thoughts on the situation? I don't really, I mean, unless it's, like, negative, if it's positive thoughts, then I don't really care, but if it's, like, negative, then I'll kind of care. So do you just keep it to yourself and just move on? If it's, like, negative, then I'll keep it to myself, but if it's positive, then depending on, like, what it is, then I'll tell okay and how do you feel when you're wrong with a decision you made when somebody told you to do it differently well if somebody tells me to do something differently then i'll just do it differently i don't really care um but if like um but like if i get some okay so um let's say i'm doing like a math problem and i do it oh i do it like a way that I, and i get the answer right but she, but my teacher, wants me to do it a different way. Then I'll be mad because I, I got it right, and like, I don't understand why I need to do it a different way to get it right. Do you ever think, okay, well, maybe there's a reason why I'm being told this and just try it? Well, I, I just don't know why I need to learn multiple ways to do something if I like the way that I do it now. He's yeah. I, angry. He's banging on the table. I know. I know the... the the Hulk is coming out, but no, I, I can understand that. And I will be the first to say that you guys have a weird way of having to learn things today. And math is the one that just confuses the heck out of me. This whole common core and 15 steps doing something that I could do in my head in one. I don't get it. But the bottom line is, you know, th this is one of those tough things, right? You guys are at an age where you're told this is how you have to do something. And it's the way it's graded and the way it's processed. I know in the past, Adam, that was difficult for you, right? You were you were really pushed back against, you know, things like showing work and everything. And, you know, you're so smart, you knew the answers. But if I have the answer, why do I need to explain how I got yeah, it I, if they taught us it? I feel like that You know too. how I got it because you taught me how I got it. You taught me how to do it. But, you know, now that you're a little older, do you get it that this is just what you have to do and so you just well, now do I it make, together. Now I get why they make you show your work because everyone cheats on their phone now with photo math and everything, <laughs> but... So... I mean... So, so it, it's... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ben. Go ahead. Um, For kids, like, in my grade that they can't just, like, go on their phone, I mean, I don't like it when they make us, like, explain how we did it because, like, I did it and, and like, I, I don't like writing... So, like, when they ask me to explain how I did something, I hate it because, like, it just makes me write more. <laughs> so, it sounds like you're lazy and that's why you uh, don't like to do things. Yeah, like, and also, like, sometimes I find it hard to explain exactly. how I do something. How do you explain how what you did to one plus one? Like, I, yeah, I... I don't get that. I but. took one and added it to one. But, yeah, that's the question. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're, like, 20 minutes in here, and I, I feel like we just touched the the very beginning of this so back to back to my question so do you feel like now as you're getting a little bit older and you've seen some examples where maybe you've gotten advice and you've not you've not taken it or ignored it and now fast forward 
you look back and you say, well, you know, that was really good advice. I should have listened to it. Do you think, Adam, at 16, you and your, your friends are more uh, willing to listen and look at things objectively, or do you still feel like it's kind of a, a challenge? Well, there have been times where I've taken people's advice and, you know, I regret that, and there are times where I haven't taken people's advice and I regret that. So, I mean, I when I when you tell me to do something or when you give me advice for something, I take it and I put it into the little folder in my brain and I outweigh, I weigh the pros and cons. So you think about and I make things. an educated decision. <laughs> educated. So you think about things. Ben's mocking you. What are you mocking me for? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> well, I think, it, you know, I, I just think it's interesting. I wish, and I think parents could all use a better understanding of, you know, that decision-making pro- How process. How about I ask you a question? Sure. Well, I give you advice mm-hmm. on, you know, parenting, for example. Why don't, why don't you take it? Well, you're a child. You don't have life experience parenting. That would be like me going up to a, uh, a towboat operator and giving them advice. What advice can I give to somebody when I have no experience there? So, well, you know, that's, that's, that would be going up to a towboat operator, you being a towboat. No. And you give them advice on how to run you. No, no, it doesn't work that way. See, there's an expression, and uh, hopefully uh, the parents out there relate to this. It's called, do as I say, not as I do. And unfortunately, that's a lot of times the way it works between the dynamics of a parent and child. And But here's the beauty. Even though there's things today you don't understand and you don't get, one day, God willing, you'll find that soulmate, and hopefully you guys will decide to have children, and then you'll be able to experience it yourself, and you'll sit down one day, and hopefully, you know, I'm still around, your mom's still around. You'll call us up, and you'll say, oh, my God, I am so sorry. You guys were so right. And then we'll laugh, and we'll no. take the grandkids, and we'll rile them up, and then we'll just hand them back to you and say, good luck. And that'll be fun. I look forward to those days. I really do. And what will happen when I raise the best kids ever? They're, they're going to be so respectful. They're going to call you pop-pop. And they're, they're never going to do anything bad. Oh, okay. Well, we've got this on, on audio history here that we can play back for you one day. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I really would love to better understand. Do you, so do you have friends that tend to really listen to their parents' advice more than others? I mean, you have really bright friends. You and your group of friends are really bright. Do you, like, is there one that you look at and you go, my gosh, they just always listen to what their parents say and... And there's others that, you know, don't call them out by name, but then you have others that just, you know, they, they don't do anything that their parents have to say. Well, I don't really know. I mean, we don't discuss, like, oh, my parent told me to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, so I don't really know. I mean, I feel like based on some of my friends' decisions, maybe some of them, you know, don't listen to their parents more than they maybe should. But... So you think it's obvious the kids that don't listen at all to their parents? Well, yeah. So doesn't that kind of ever, you know, make you think like, all right, it's obvious the kids that don't pay attention to what their parents have to say. Maybe it's worth... Isn't that anyone, though? Can't you tell, you know, look at any kid? And Not necessarily. 
I don't know. I think you spend, I mean, the amount of time I spend with the kids in my class even, you can tell which, uh, you know, which ones listen to their parents and which ones, you know, maybe stray away from their parents' advice or their parents', you know, inspirational teachings. So let me ask you one last thing. Do you think that teenagers view their parents giving advice as meddling or... Meddling, yes. So it's meddling. Yes. So I think that's what it really you comes down to. Button in when you shouldn't be. So you don't believe there's any truth to the experience, the life lessons. I mean, I maybe there is, but let us make our own mistakes. But do you do you see that maybe there's some mistakes that, you know, could really cost you dearly? Like, I don't know, making a mistake with something that could cost you scholarship money or making a mistake with something that could cost you financially, you know, like spending choices or, you know, making mistakes with, with uh, buying something or like, you don't, you don't think that there's value in an adult trying to share that life experience to why you maybe do or do not want to do something? Um, maybe, uh, maybe there can be. Um, I don't really know, because a lot of the time, you say stupid stuff. No, I don't want to get into me, because I don't think I ever say stupid stuff, but that's besides the point. I'm talking in general as a teenager. Do you think, you know, imagine one of your friends, if their parents said, you know, you shouldn't buy that, that's a bad choice. Like, would they listen? Or do you think, for the most part, kids just do what they want to do? Oh, no. No, definitely that example in particular. No, my friends do not care about what their parents have to say when it comes to buying stuff, at least. So uh, you think that there's just this, you can't tell me what to do, I'm just going to do what I want to do, is kind of the way your generation well, thinks. money, yeah. My friends work, they have jobs, they buy what they want with their own money. That's okay. how I also feel. If I have money, let me buy whatever I want. Why do you care? Yeah, same. Well... Yeah, let, I, let Ben get his timer or whatever he wants. <laughs> so, but what about the fact that, again, you know, parents tend to look at, well, this is something you'll use or you won't use, or this is something that will depreciate or, you know, will cost you money in the long run. You know, what's your, your thoughts on just hearing? Again, do you not want to hear another thought or another opinion on anything? Like, what's the, the deal with that, I guess? When it comes to money, at least, you know, your boss doesn't tell you what you what you can and can't, you know, spend the money that you make on, right? When 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 you, when mean, you get your paycheck, yeah, in theory. When what do you mean in theory? Oh no, yeah, I mean no, when, yeah, when, that's, when you get that's your, fair. When you get your paycheck, there's no like like list of stuff that you can't buy and can buy on it. No, you get whatever you want. <coughs> you can get, you can spend, you know, your whole paycheck on Taco Bell. Or you can put it in the bank. Yeah. You know, they, but again, they, I'm I'm an adult. I have to live matter. and die by the decisions I make. It doesn't. This isn't something that that changes with, with adulthood. Money is money. It, you can buy whatever you want with money, regardless. Yeah, but of, but let's be fair. If something, if you spent money on something and it ended up being a flop, you still have your parents to, you know, fall back on. You're not going to not have your, you know, your bedroom to go to at night. 
I think most kids these days aren't, you know, paying rent or anything towards their parents. I mean, when I was a kid, I paid rent toward, you know, I had to pay my mom rent money as a kid when I started working. So, and, and that was popular in my generation. A lot of kids had to give money towards the household. Well, that sucks to suck. Oh. Well, this is in your generation. <laughs> so that's Thank what goodness. I, but what's the title of the show? Conversations across generations. So oh, that's yeah. why I'm trying to, you know, trying to talk about it. Do you think if maybe you guys had were forced to have some additional fiscal responsibility, you would think of things a little differently? Well, yeah, if we had to, if we had a rent to pay every month or, you know, once I got a car, once I get a car, I'm probably not going to be spending anything. I'll probably keep all my money, put it in stocks or whatever. Dogecoin. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, by the way, that was some bad advice that I took from you. You bought it at seven cents. Shut up. Listen, all I know is I lost money on it's that Dogecoin. It's at 30 cents right now. What do you well, mean? You know, I lost money on that, but. How'd you lose money? Um, you bought it at seven cents. No. Your investment has Listen, quintupled. I, I don't want to go into that that Doge garbage. I, all I know is I lost I lost money on that. But it literally so, quintupled in so, price but since the, you bought he, it. Here, this is a great across generation concept. So, my generation is trying to express to your generation that in the moment you might not have these bills and everything, so you're so free to spend. But then you say, okay, as soon as I get the bill, then I'll worry about it. So I'm talking about that. That's the advice, right? So I may give advice to you or to Ben or to Lily saying, you know, this is a better way to think of it because at some point you're going to have this responsibility. This is like everything else, right? You just kind of hit the nail on the head. Your generation is like does not see far into the future at all. Your generation seems to really focus on the moment and like whatever tomorrow brings, you'll deal with it tomorrow. I mean that that's like the joke, right? A future Adam will will deal with it. That's schoolwork. No, well, I mean, if it was up to me, every single cent I may I I have would go right into the stocks or you know crypto. If I didn't have you as the gatekeeper for you know investing, I would have every single cent invested, and I would have. Don't even get me started on how much money I would have made if I didn't have you gatekeeping. Uh, again, I, I don't want to go into... I'm just speaking in general how you just said, like, if you want something today, you're just going to go out and get it. But then down the road, when you know you're going to have responsibilities, then you'll worry about it in the moment. Well, I'm also... I mean, with a car, I have the money I have. I'm only looking at that when I'm looking to buy a car. I'm not looking at what money I make, make in the future or whatever. I'm looking at, I have this amount of money now. If I buy a car, this is what I have to pay. I'm not going to get anything more expensive. I have this money now. This is I'm not spending all this money. This money is going towards the car. Anything I make in the future, I can use that as my own money. I'm not touching this money. This is going towards the car. Okay, so great example. So with a car, and we've talked about this, comes the expense of owning the car, right? The expense of owning the car is a whole other, a whole other thing, right? So you've got insurance, maintenance fuel, all those things, right? So I think what, what you know, my generation, right, is trying to do is stress to your generation that it's not just, you know, buying the car as an example. It's being prepared for how much it's going to cost to operate the car. You know, I'm, I'm looking at 
you know, my lease is going to be up in a few months, so I'm starting to look at what my options are. This is a tough time to be buying a car, as an example. Yeah, car market's heavy inflated. Yeah, you know, they're selling cars for more than sticker value. The used car market is is out of control. So I'm looking at, okay, well, I'm going to have to pay more now, but whatever I get, what's it going to cost me to operate that? What's it going to cost me to ensure that? I think that's something that, you know, comes with life experience, and I find that... You know, trying to address these things with a younger, you know, your generation, it's it's difficult because I think your generation, I hate to say this, but your generation has been coddled a little bit. And so you guys haven't, haven't been forced to, you know, deal with things like, again, when I was younger, man, I paid for everything from 12 years old. I was working and, and paying for everything I needed. So if I knew I wanted a bike... I knew I had to save up to get the bike and then I had to maintain the bike and, you know, all that other stuff. So it's it's just very different. I feel like your generation just doesn't, that doesn't happen. That doesn't compute, I guess. Like, do you find, again, going back to that, you know, future Adam, you know, thought, do you find that that's the way your generation is it's very much in the moment and what happens down the road happens down the road yeah, well at least for me yeah you know <clears throat> i mean you see it I, you ask me to do school or you know top 20s great example you'll say hey maybe you should do three a night go yeah 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 i will i end up you know i'll do i'll, I'll do six tomorrow and then three every other day I'll, I'll I'll do six to, i'll do six tomorrow and then six the next day and i'll do three every other day and then i end up doing you know all 20 of them at 9 at nine p.m. the night before they're due. But, you know, that's, that's a good example of this concept that I'm talking about, right? But, of course, that's something that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just classwork, right? It's not bigger picture stuff. So I guess it would be great, and, and we're not going to solve this, you know, huge problem that exists between... Uh, you know, generations here in this this uh, 40-minute conversation. But it, it's certainly a real thing, and I would love to understand more. And, you know, maybe one day we could bring on a guest that can talk about this, you know, generation um, advice and this generation, like, uh, disconnect where and why, you know, you, you guys are, are so in the moment in, in your generation. I mean, I think your generation screams in the moment, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm sure when you were a kid, you procrastinated and you put stuff off. Yeah, but it's not procrastinating, right? That's not even what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, we all procrastinate. There's plenty of times I was procrastinating with schoolwork. I, again, do as I Future say, Scott. not as I do. But what I, I definitely had was this big picture view of what I wanted to achieve and the path I had to take to get there. And I had that at a young age. And I mean, uh, you know, I grew up having to be very independent, but I think in general that was common in my generation. And I think your generation again is super coddled and super um, protected, if you will. I mean, schoolwork is a great example. It is in my mind so much easier today to get high grades than it was when I was a kid. To get a high grade on a test, you had to go to the library. You had to, you know, do research with dictionaries and encyclopedias. I don't study. I, I don't want to get into that. 
it was just, it was a, you know, it was a completely different, you know, time to get that 85 was, was tough. And I think getting an 85 today for the most part is much easier. I think just access to information. We, we talked about this, right? We, one of our episodes was on, you know, access to information. It's, it's everywhere. You're surrounded by information. Every five seconds, you're getting a new tweet with something new. And I think that's one of the biggest problems because you guys don't have to think for yourself. You're handed everything. And I think that's one of the challenges when you're asked to think for yourself, your generation, I don't mean you, Adam, your generation is like, uh, what, how, how do I, th- you know, how do I do that? I mean, there was a, um, I read something recently where they completely disconnected kids from their phones and within five minutes it was causing, you know, tremors. It was causing, you know, behavioral changes. It was causing anxiety, blood pressure rise. I mean, that's just incredible to me that, that that's how your generation is. It's everything is now, everything's in the moment, everything is, you know, for right now. And sure, there are going to be exceptions to the rule, but I think that that's something that is really prevalent in your generation. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think uh, the answers are easy. I know I've spoken to psychologists about this particular um, question and, and this issue, and it's, I think your generation is coddled, but I also think your generation has it extremely difficult right now with everything going on with, you know, having dealt with COVID for the last two years and having dealt with, you know, if you think about it, COVID has been a much bigger percentage of your life because you're younger and an even bigger percentage of Ben's life because he's even younger than it is to me, right? Two years to me is very little time in my life experience. Two years to Ben, who's nine, is a huge chunk of time in his life experience. And you know, you as a 16-year-old, it's a fair amount of your life experience time. And this is definitely going to affect you moving forward. And I think it's going to affect your generation. And I certainly hope that, uh, you know, we can understand it better one day. But I think uh, I think this was interesting because I think it's enlightening for people that haven't had the chance to ask their kids, why do you push back against, you know, advice so much? Why are you so in the moment? Why you know, why can't you think about planning and everything else? It was just interesting to hear your thoughts on it. And uh, I think it was kind of cool. Any last, last thoughts from you? Um, no, I think you summed it up pretty nicely. Um, yeah. Ben, you got something to say? I mean, like, I just want to say, like, now, like, without internet, like, everyone's lives would be completely different. Like, with, like, YouTube tweets and, like, doing schoolwork online. Like, during COVID, if, like, computers weren't invented yet, then I don't know how we would do work. Like, no, I, I, I think Ben brings I up I think a he brings up point. a great point. Ben learned how to solve every sort of Rubik's Cube in under a minute from YouTube. Yeah, no, I, I think actually he he does. That's, that's a great point. You know, as much as I'm not a big fan of all this technology and everything is right here, I think it absolutely saved us during COVID. I think you're right. But I, I, on the flip side, I think we were all exposed to so much information during COVID that it was definitely a double-edged sword, right? Because we were bombarded by two differing opinions of what was going on. You know, the the, the whole 
uh, you know, back and forth. Again, I don't like to get into specifics, refuse to get into politics on here, but the back and forth with getting so much information and counter information and opinions and counter, you know, opinions, it can really confuse somebody, especially somebody that's young like you guys, you know, where you don't have that experience. You don't have the information. You know, I'm blessed. I work in the, you know, medical industry. I know how to read clinical studies. I know how to read the data. I know how to interpret it. I think that gives me an advantage over a lot of people. And I think that having all that information was very overwhelming during this last two years. But at the same point, you know, Ben brought up a great point. Without that, you guys probably wouldn't have been able to survive not being in school. Like, I don't know how they would have did it. Packets or something. Phone calls, I'm not really sure, but that that's a great point, Ben, that you brought up. And like, and also with like COVID information for everyone to know, like when like the vaccine came out, how else maybe newspapers we would know, like one yeah, day. but uh, that would take too long for like. But I I also think if some of the information wasn't available, we'd probably have more people vaccinated and everything else. But that's a whole other, you know, conversation. So this was interesting. I thought it was interesting. I know, um, you know, we went. Uh, 41 minutes. So that was pretty yeah, we good. Popping off. Yeah, we that are. was quick. That was quick. But, um, you know, I had, uh, had a good time. Did you guys have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. Ben, did you like being on your first podcast? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to, we're going to come up with an idea to do your, your, cubing. uh, cubing podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Adam, do you remember what we say at the end of the podcast? Uh, I don't know. I've never been on this before. You don't remember? Well, I'll, I'll say thank you for anybody that listened. I appreciate it and share ideas with us because uh, we have a lot of fun doing this. But cue the outcast. You've been listening to conversations across generations. How do different generations see certain things differently? Current events, new technology, trends. We show different views from differing perspectives and shed light into the mind of how these things affect different age groups. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show, and we hope you had fun too. We know we did. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, Hook up with us on Twitter at the CAG Podcast. Send us an email at the CAG Podcast at gmail.com and make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Till next time, this is Conversations Across Generations. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah.